My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast where I teach Vedic Astrology in simple weekly lessons in under 20 minutes. Today is the end of the first season where I'll be reviewing all 12 signs of the Zodiac and talking about some things that I might have missed over the last episodes and kind of wrapping everything up. So if you have any sign, if you were born ever, you'll probably be interested in this podcast and find something of value here. So I'm excited to share and go into this. And then next thing you'll hear next week is a overview horoscope for the whole year 2019 for all moon signs. Because in Vedic Astrology, the moon sign is where you look at transits. So if you don't know that, go to quietmind.yoga slash astrology. So the website address, quietmind.yoga slash astrology, where you can see how to get your own chart and step-by-step how to begin to read your chart. So let's get right into it. First, the biggest thing, the biggest difference in Vedic astrology to Western astrology is that you probably have different signs, different places in your chart. This is because Vedic astrology follows the sidereal zodiac. This is where the stars actually are measured in space at that exact moment. The Western astrology follows the tropical zodiac, which is based on really following the sun, but doesn't factor in the precession of the equinoxes, which means that every 72 years, Aries goes back one degree. So now it's a 25 degree difference at this point, uh, because about it's been about 2,500 years since the tropical zodiac was exactly accurate with the stars. Uh, so now, let's say you were born on January 1st. And that would have you be a Sun Capricorn in Western astrology. But in Vedic astrology, because of the precession of the equinoxes and where the actual stars were placed at that moment you were born, you'd actually be a Sagittarius Sun. So that's following the sidereal zodiac and uh, what astronomers would actually follow. So in this way, uh, we can go through all the signs and with Aries, starting with Aries, the Vedic astrology dates, again, are April 13th to May 14th. Taurus, May 15th to June 14th. Gemini, June 15th to July 14th. Cancer, July 15th to August 14th. Leo, August 15th to September 15th. Virgo, September 16th to October 15th. Libra, October 16th to November 14th. Scorpio, November 15th to December 14th. Sagittarius, December 15th to January 13th. Capricorn, January 14th to February 12th. Aquarius, February 13th to March 12th. And Pisces, March 13th to April 12th. And repeating back with Aries on April 13th. So those are all the dates for all the signs. And again, those are probably different than what you know in Western astrology. But these are based on uh, the sidereal zodiac where the stars actually placed in the sky. So those of you born between around the 15th to the 20th, give or take a day or two, you probably have the same sun sign then, right? Because this chart, is these dates are based on their sun sign. And uh, that's probably going to be the same in both systems. So that makes things a little easier uh, because there's about that five-day overlap in the two systems. So what are the basic qualities of each sign? Again, going back through all of them, Aries is energetic, active, impulsive, 
First, courageous, adventurous. Taurus is stable, practical, sensuous, artistic, obstinate, dependable. Gemini is changeable, intelligent, talkative, studious, businesslike, witty. Cancer is nurturing, sensitive, emotional, intuitive, dependent, fluctuating. Leo is royal, loyal, generous, arrogant, proud, noble, authoritative. Virgo is critical, precise, organized, pure, shy, self-improving, skilled, serving. Libra is balanced, harmonious, diplomatic, fair, indecisive, beautiful. Scorpio is intense, powerful, mystical, secretive, forceful, and sexual. Sagittarius is philosophical, ethical, freedom-loving, opinionated, ambitious. Capricorn is patient, determined, serious, sober, hardworking, persevering. Aquarius is unconventional, scientific, impersonal, forward-thinking, service-oriented. Pisces is spiritual, empathic, empathetic, psychic, imaginative, impractical, and dreamy. And it always bears repeating that we all have all of these qualities, all of these signs, just expressed in different ways in our own lives, depending on our birth charts and our transits and what's currently happening in the skies. So now, breaking it down a little bit more into different groupings of signs. So there's the elements, so there's the fire signs, which are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. So the fire signs can be action-oriented, energetic, innovative, taking charge. They can also be impulsive, hot-tempered, impatient, and rude. The earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. So these are grounded, stable, practical, conservative, and responsible. And unfavorably, they can be stubborn, possessive, controlling, averse to change, burdened. The air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And these are friendly, adaptable, witty, intellectual, inventive, very creative. And unfavorably, they can be ineffectual, too mental, overly idealistic, and impractical. And the water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And these can be feeling-oriented, intuitive, and sympathetic people. Unfavorably, is emotionally imbalanced, submissive, slow, ponderous, too sensitive. Now, in the next season of this podcast, I'll be talking all about the nine celestial bodies or planets that are used in Vedic astrology. And that's where we get to really start to see these things play out. So, for example, Venus is the sign, or is the, is the planet that is associated with the sign of Libra and Taurus. So Venus is similar quality, so like love, relationships, romance. And if you take those qualities, if you say you have the planet Venus is in your sign of Aries, the fire element, so now your your love and your passion is going to be very fiery and, and passionate, right? So you can be a little impulsive in relationships if you have Venus and Aries. But you can also be very active in your relationship. Maybe you like to go for walks with your partner, long like hikes and very active activities and work out with your partner. Uh, you can be very initiative and assertive in your relationship. right? So this is where we really get to see things really play out for each individual in a much more interesting way than just where your sun sign is. So next we have the qualities of the signs and how they act. So there's either movable, fixed, or dual. 
the movable signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. And these movable signs like to move or take action. They're innovative, they're full of change, and maybe traveling as well. They can be irresolute and scattered, hasty, impatient, and impractical, though. The fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. So these people are stable, conservative, practical. Unfavorably, they can be disinclined to move. They can be stuck, obsessive, inflexible, possessive, uh, kapha imbalance in Ayurveda. The dual signs are Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces, which are flexible, adaptable, balanced between the moving and the stationary. And they can be fickle, there can be a lot of ups and downs, they can be divided, inconsistent, full of contradictions. So let's say you have a fixed sign in your fourth house. So it's not season three, we're going to talk about the houses, but the fourth house represents your home and this person who has a fixed sign there might stay in the same house for a long time. They might have the same car for a long time. They might have like a, a storage unit they keep for a long time. Any sort of place where they store things or have things or uh, collect things, they might just keep for a long time because they're stable, because they have a fixed sign in that area. And I'll go into that in much more detail in the future, but it sounds it's kind of what it sounds like. So if you have... Uh, a lot of energy and a movable sign, you're probably on the go a lot, you probably have a lot of ideas, you can be prone to being scattered and overwhelmed though. Now there's also male and female signs. So the male masculine quality signs, and again this is not saying gender or sex or sexual preference, but just that there are yin and yang. There is, there is yin and yang, there are masculine and feminine qualities to these different signs. So male signs, masculine signs are Aries, Gemini, Leo, Libra, Sagittarius, and Aquarius. And they're more action-oriented, durable, paternal. They can be aggressive. They're oriented to taking action and leading. So women with a male sign or many planets in the male signs can even be competitive and have a, a masculine strength and uh, sort of leadership quality in their demeanor. And it doesn't mean they're not feminine, it's just that it comes out maybe in a certain way, maybe this is uh, a lot of areas in your career house, so in your work you're very competitive and, and goal-oriented. And these signs can even be more active and more influenced and energetic throughout the light of the daytime. Then there's the female signs, which are Taurus, Cancer, Virgo, Scorpio, Capricorn, and Pisces. So these People, these, these people with a lot of these qualities are more delicate, refined. They are more of service-oriented. Men that have a female rising sign or a lot of planets in female signs will have a more refined or more feminine nature. And these people might do their best work and more activity during the nighttime. So they might be more drawn to things like yin yoga, restorative yoga, restful, meditative kind of practices, as opposed to the more uh, active kind of physical practices of the more male signs. And the last thing to cover today is exaltation and debilitation. It is pretty much what it sounds like, exalted, 
So having a planet that's exalted in a sign means that it's going to be stronger and function at its best and highest qualities quite naturally for you. And having a planet that is debilitated in a sign is going to bring more obstacles and challenges. And often there's a sort of opposite quality of, of things kind of working against each other. And having some sort of meditation practice helps with that immensely. And I'll go into much more detail of what that means and how that could specifically play out. But this will also give a little introduction to the planets more so. So the the seven planets, and then there's the Rahu and Ketu, but the seven planets are Sun, Moon, Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, and Saturn. Traditionally, Vedic astrology does not include Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, as those could not be seen from planet Earth, and they're such slow-moving bodies that they have a very... Uh, long-term influence on people uh, but they do matter and there are some modern Vedic astrologers who study them and I will go into them in the future just to, to kind of touch on that but traditionally you will not acknowledge those and, and include those in the readings. So the sun is exalted in Aries and debilitated in Libra. The moon is exalted in Taurus and debilitated in Scorpio. Mars is exalted in Capricorn and debilitated in Cancer. Mercury is exalted in Virgo and debilitated in Pisces. Jupiter is exalted in Cancer and debilitated in Capricorn. Venus is exalted in Pisces and debilitated in Virgo. And Saturn is exalted in Libra and debilitated in Aries. So I'll go back over that real quick. So Sun, the spotlight, the soul, the father, leadership, authority, is exalted in the initiative fiery sign of Aries, but debilitated in the more harmonious sign of Libra. Kind of slows the sun down a little bit. You can think of the planets like the activation forces in these different signs. The moon, maternal, mother, loving, emotional, uh, mental, is exalted in the stable, sensuous sign of Taurus, but debilitated in the more volatile sign of Scorpio. Mars, the planet of action, war, initiation, and the fire, is exalted in Capricorn, which is structured discipline and puts that thing, puts those actions into structures and plans and, and processes, but debilitated in Cancer, which is more feeling and emotional and intuitive, and not so much about war. Uh, Mercury is exalted in Virgo, and in its own sign, so Mercury is quick thinking, movement, uh, change business, technology in the sign of Virgo, which is all about service and uh, quick critical thinking and disciplines and structures similar to Capricorn. Uh, and so Mercury does well there. And it's debilitated in Pisces, which is more imaginative and spiritual. Uh, right? So business and quick moving actions and uh, quick thinking in the more dreamy, spiritual sign of Pisces creates some challenges. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and growth and philosophy and uh, the teacher is exalted in Cancer. Compassion, kindness, maternal qualities, intuition. But debilitated in Capricorn which is more rigid and structured and uh, more disciplinarian. Venus is exalted in Pisces. 
Venus, the planet of love and sensuality and uh, harmony, is exalted in Pisces, which is the spiritual, uh, intuitive, empathic sign. But Venus is debilitated in Virgo. So you take the love and sensuality of Venus and put it with the critical and uh, structured, almost OCD at times, Virgo qualities, right? That can create a lot of challenges in relationships. And then lastly, you have Saturn, the planet of lessons and hard-earned lessons and hard work and discipline and structure. And it's exalted in Libra. And is that, as anyone knows, has had a relationship that can be hard work and they can teach you a lot of things and uh, can take time. And to have a harmonious relationship takes work and working things out. Uh, but Saturn is debilitated in Aries. So Saturn is the slow-moving disciplinarian. It takes about 30 years to go all the way through your chart. Aries is quick-moving, initiating the first sign of the zodiac. So there's a big contradiction there, a big contrast. So that can create challenges. And then there's Rahu and Ketu, which are really the south and north nodes of the moon that are not part of uh, Western astrology specifically as Rahu and Ketu, but I'll get into that more in the next season. Uh, but they are very interesting and uh, they'll teach you a lot about your current lifetime karma and things you need to work through in this lifetime and why we're here. And can also teach you about addictions and obsessions and other challenges in that way. Uh, so I'll get more into that next season. But that's a brief overview of the exaltation and debilitation of planets and signs. So as always, thank you for listening. I hope this has been helpful and insightful for you. If you want to have your own personalized reading, now is a great time going into the new year. Or if you have a birthday coming up, or someone you know has a birthday, it's a great birthday present. So you get to understand yourself and your work, your purpose, your relationships, your colleagues, all areas of your life, your spirituality. You can see it all through your Vedic Astrology chart. Super fascinating stuff. I'm excited and grateful to get to share it. If you're enjoying this, leave a comment and review wherever you listen to this podcast and share it with someone you might think would find it interesting. So my name is Jeremy Devins and you can listen and subscribe here for new astrology lessons every Thursday and check out my yoga practice podcast of Quiet Mind Yoga where every Sunday I post a new full hour-long yoga practice in gentle hatha or yin yoga. Thanks for listening and thanks for being here through this journey through the signs. And I'm excited to go and talk about the planets in two weeks. Next week we'll be talking all about 2019, what you can expect, the major transits going on, and how they might affect your moon sign. Thanks for listening and have a great week.